0: Hello, welcome to Persuade You, the podcast where I, Stephen, recommend to you, the listener, stuff and things I think are worth your time and checking out. So thank you all for listening to the last episode. I know it's a little different. I don't ever, I've never done a dissuade you podcast, which is a little different and it has a different feel to it. So if that is something that you guys want, feel free to reach out and I can look at doing that. This week's episode, I thought I would... uh, do something a little different. I wanted to, well, no, not not something different at all, actually. I took away a book series in my last episode because it didn't hold up with my current standards of what I feel a good recommendation is. So I took that away as a recommendation, completely deleted that episode. And so you guys got the reasoning behind that in the last one. I also wanted to make sure that I gave the shout outs to all of you listeners and where you're listening from I think it's really, really cool to have a podcast and like go to the analytics and uh, just scroll down to see where you have people that are interested in the things that you make and see where they're listening from because it wasn't it wasn't just like just America it was all over the world and I, it's just you guys are the best. And uh, I know I'm kind of gushing right now, but it's a big deal. I think it's, it's really cool when people are interested in, you know, whatever you do. And so thank you all for that. And let's go ahead and get into this week's episode. All right. So this is this is an episode that I've actually promised a good friend of mine that I would actually do because A, he was the one that got me into this series, and B, I think it is a very good book for right now. That book series is the Halo book series, so you've probably heard of the video game Halo. It's probably Microsoft's best game they've ever sold on console. Now whether or not that proves to be true, I honestly couldn't tell you, but off the top of my dome, I would believe that Halo is synonymous with Xbox and thus synonymous <laughs> and thus synonymous with Microsoft. Halo was one of the first I think, I think it was probably the first first-person shooter I ever played, and I absolutely fell in love with it. I thought it was so cool. I had never heard of these these indie developers called Bungie. I mean, they're probably not even that good, right? As he is uh, preparing for Destiny 2, uh, another expansion coming this fall. Definitely don't have an obsession. Thank you, please don't at me. And I would go over to my buddy's house who lived a neighborhood away, and I would just play games. We would just game all the time. Flamin' Hot Cheetos, Code Red Mountain Dew, probably pizza on the way. It was so great. And he was so much better than me because, of course, he had the console. So, But we won't get into first-person shooters. That will be a whole other episode because, yeah, I, I love them. And so I will definitely go into those in the future. But I, for as long as I can remember, have always loved fantasy elements and sci-fi and the lore and the stories behind video games, and I love learning more about that. It's what, (laughs) I I know, I've kind of already said this, but it's why I fell in love with Destiny, which is another Bungie property. And Destiny's lore is so much deeper than than it appears to be on the surface, and Halo is the exact same. Compared to the books, the Halo video games are like getting to sniff a box of Oreos, whereas the books are like getting an entire family-sized pack of Oreos and eating them in one sitting. Uh, It's not good for you to eat them all in one sitting. You're not going to be happy with yourself. You probably need a nap. But every second of while you're eating them, you have no, no regrets, and it's awesome. And they're, they're a lot of fun. And the very first book, which we will dive into now, is The Fall of Reach. And so early on in the series, the, the first few books were trying to keep up with the video games and vice versa. They were still a new property and still kind of coming into their own. And so the video games and the books had a lot in common, and it allowed the gamers to get into the books, and vice versa. This, of course, proved really well to be true, but it also was a very successful game franchise in and of itself. And of course, I've already talked about Halo in a past episode when I talk about how Phenomenal the first video game soundtrack is. Now, we won't talk about the soundtrack, even though if you've never listened to that, it is incredible. Halo 2, also incredible. And the new Halo Infinite is also going to be very good. We've already heard a few of the soundtracks, and those will also be very good. But the books, of course, much like any movie or TV show, (laughs) the books are always better than what you get to see on screen. Always always, always. And this is no exception. The Fall of Reach follows our main protagonist, basically from the video games who were introduced to as John117. And we learn about how the Spartan 2 program came about. The Spartans are who John looks like. You remember John, big green, super jacked dude? That's him. If you've ever read the Witcher series or ever played the video games, John is essentially a Witcher. This was a connection I made very quickly because I recently uh, read through the Witcher series because I wanted to play the game, but uh, and watch the TV show. But I needed the you know I needed to know what was going on. The Witcher franchise is super old, and I needed to catch up. And I quickly made that connection. Uh, so John and the Spartans, they are genetically modified super troopers. They are all Marines, and so they uh, have the rank and system of Marines slash Navy, and it gets very confusing, and uh, I, as a former army guy, was very confused. But the Spartans, they're not who we see in the video games. In the video games, you are this basically tank of a man, and you just run through people. It's the same in like Doom. Again, a Marine. Hmm, that's weird. Uh, marines, huh, who'd have thought? But if you think of that, and you think of the video games, you just think of this this tank of a dude who just runs through everything, has a cool shield, gets to use tons of cool weapons, can ride in a warthog slash puma. There's a lot of really cool stuff that you get to do in the games. What you don't know is how John and the other Spartans came to be. And The Fall of Reach, the very first book, goes into this. And this was a backstory that I didn't know that I needed until I read it and is basically like, ugh. My heart—it hurts, and I don't like it. And not in uh, like that—you're gonna cry, or at least I don't think any of you are gonna cry. I, as a father of a five-year-old now, I can't imagine. And while I was listening to this, I was thinking of her being. Uh, so it's gonna be really hard to not go on tangents. Uh, I'm going to do my best to keep this concise, but I make zero promises. You know what you're here for. <laughs> um, so. The Spartans, the, the Spartan Twos. there are more gens and we will get into those. The Spartan Two program was led by a civilian doctor, Dr. Catherine Halsey, who in the first part of the Halo books is painted as this motherly savior of humanity. She is stupidly smart. She understands the ins and outs of the UNSC, which is basically humanity's final stand with their Marine Corps and all the humans fighting to basically keep all the colonies of people who have uh, spread throughout the cosmos intact and make sure that everybody is doing what they should be doing and, you know, not screwing up. Dr. Halsey understands this, and this takes place in about 500 or so years. And, you know, you can attack on an extra 20 to 30, depending on which book you're reading. And so, Dr. Halsey is informed as are the unsc basically military of humanity that there are some uprisings throughout humanity held spaces, so sections of uh, where humanity lives. Of course, being that space is infinite, of course, the entire humanity can't spread out, right? So in those sections, there have been uprisings, and basically like any civilization, those people feel that the ones closer to Earth are being treated better and are getting better supplies and healthcare and stuff like that. Sound familiar to any of you sci-fi fans? So what's interesting is that instead of going out there, giving more supplies, doing this diplomatically, the military is like, nah, we're just gonna, we're gonna shut this down with force. But the rebellion, or the insurrectionists, as they're better known, turn out to be way better at killing than a lot of the military brass. That's an easy way to reference the people at the top thought that they would be. And so Dr. Halsey, with the help of one of my favorite characters, Sergeant Mendez, decide basically that they're going to, and by decide, I mean Dr. Halsey decides, and Sergeant Mendez kind of gets to tag along, and he's going to be the ones to train these new Spartans. This Spartan 2 program is awful, awful, and this goes back to what I was saying about being a father of a five year old. Dr. Halsey and the people that work for her go to various planets and administer tests. These tests are to evaluate cognitive ability as well as physical prowess, and something that she likes to do, uh, evaluate luck, that's basically a flip of a coin, calling it in the air. That's basically it. That that's it. And so after they've done these tests, so what the kids, these are children that they are after. They just abduct them from their planets and their homes. They don't tell the family. They don't tell anybody. They kidnap these children. These kids are between five and six years old. And so she and the people that work for her go to these schools or these families, and they just take them. And what they do is something called flash cloning, which if you think of flash freezing, kind of think of it at the same way. Now, flash freezing doesn't work as quickly as a lot of people think of, like in real life. Flash freezing isn't like... It's, it's not that quick. Flash freezing takes a while, but I will have a video link to flash freezing. Now, flash cloning is awful. So basically they take the kids from their families, they clone them, and then they send the clone back to their families. Unfortunately, as you may have guessed by the tone of voice here, those kids die horrible deaths. Now, getting into how much they know because of how conscious they are, how much pain they feel and stuff like that, that's a philosophical discussion. What you need to understand is that the parents and the families and those places, for all intents and purposes, their kids were fine when they went to school. When they came back, they were not the same kids. Some families did end up figuring this out and it becomes this big conspiracy that the government is cloning their kids and taking them but it's not really held up until later in the series. And so these kids that aren't the clones are sent straight into military boot camp. Now, as somebody that's went through boot camp, let me tell you, it is not fun. It is not something I recommend for everybody. It's not even something I would choose to go back and do. But Army boot camp and Marine boot camp are vastly different. Marine boot camp, I am not afraid to say, is much harder. The Marines are trained harder. They're trained longer. They're trained on more things. It's not easy. And that's why when, uh, when I heard about this, I was like, oh... Jeez, this is isn't gonna be pretty. This is all in one book, by the way. We are one book, and we are 15 minutes in. So these kids are sent to this boot camp, and they are basically told up front, hey, you guys are now property of the UNSC, the Marine Corps. You are now in the military. Congratulations, you've been conscripted. You can't leave. You can't see your family anymore, and you will be given an ID number and your first name. That's it. Nothing else matters. And so that's how we get John 117, amongst many, many other Spartans. John is great uh, for all intents and purposes. He succeeds where a lot of people fail. Now, when they're going through this boot camp, remember those genetic modifications I was talking about? Yeah, that happens when they're six. And these aren't like, ah, oh, take a few pills, see me in the morning, hopefully you're okay. These are more in line with, if you remember the scene from X-Men where Wolverine is shown to be injected with these huge tubes of stuff. Yeah, that's basically what happens. But for five and six-year-olds, and they are strapped down and injected with growth hormones, with like tons and tons of stuff to enhance their growth, crush their libido, so you don't have any of those problems going on as they rapidly age, and they're aging physically as well as mentally. They are getting drugs to enhance cognition and reflex speed. They're able to think and process these things a lot faster than a normal person, and of course, because they're enhanced, they're obviously going to be stronger, taller, faster. You know, they basically can build them better than before, type of a quote. The downside, not all of these kids make it. Out of the 70 or so kids that are abducted initially, like 30 of them die. And then a bunch of them make it through all these modifications, but are permanently disabled for life. And so those washouts, a lot of them are called, end up working for the Marine Corps in different sectors and different MOSs are basically jobs in the military where they can work on counterintelligence or data gathering or, you know, stuff like this. But uh, some of them just suffer endlessly and it's not pretty and it's not okay. And you have to remember that these kids are kids. That's the backstory to Halo basically. And that's how we got our master chief. He does not have a pleasant backstory but you might be wondering okay Stephen this sounds super depressing why are you recommending this you need to know the backstory to somebody before you can get all of the cool stuff that they're eventually gonna do nobody wants a witcher game before he became a witcher nobody wants that because it's not fun and despite how sad it is it's true nobody wants to play as a five or a six-year-old kid look at Uncharted I played Uncharted not too long ago and one of the first missions you play Nathan Drake as a kid and it's terrible because you can't shoot you can barely run climbing fails a lot of the time and it's not as fun or compelling because it's not what you signed up to play or do and it's the same here you didn't sign up to read or uh, listen to an audiobook of when john was a kid pre-aliens and all that stuff great segue steven oh thanks buddy the aliens so i said this was a sci-fi novel i had to talk about the spartans before i can talk about the aliens these are the covenant and if you know what the definition of a covenant means it's basically an agreement And what we end up calling the Covenant is really this collection of various different alien races that have all made this agreement, this compromise, to get along in order to go on this religious journey, this great journey is what they call it. And we have multiple different races, and then they're casually referred to as like the nicknames that humans give them. So we have the Prophets, which you can guess what they do. We have the Elites, basically the human foot soldiers They're basically the the dudes that do most of the heavy lifting. They do most of the killing that we see. And they also have shields. They have over shields over their bodies, like little force fields. And that's pretty cool. It's a pain to fight against. We also have grunts, which, (laughs) again, you can basically guess what they do. They're these little small aliens that, man, you can do some terrible things to them. But they are basically fodder. They don't have a lot of strength or mobility. Um, They are just thrown at humans because that's their law in life. We have the jackals. These these carry little shields with them. They're uh, not huge. Most times, jackals will be uh, like snipers. They're also not huge and bulky, like our next one, which are the hunters. These are the tanks. They are slow. They fire these huge blasts. They carry shields on their arms that are much denser and stronger than the ones that the elites have over their body or the jackals carry on their arms. Now, these all have their actual names that they've given themselves, it's easier to tell you what the humans call them. Because when you start reading these books, you're going to find that the early ones refer to them that way. The Covenant is basically going on this great journey. They, following the words of these long-thought-dead alien race that have created these huge, massive structures called halos. And the prophets believe that these are what will take them on their great journey. This is what is going to lead them to their salvation, their next plane of existence. What they come to find out, and spoilers, is that these rings are not that. They are designed to kill everything Um, because of another alien race. And this is the flood. And the flood is the worst enemy I've ever had to play in a video game. And it is also way more deeply disturbing book form than video game. In the books, when the flood, the flood, if you think of them as a parasite, as because they are, but the flood, think of them as a fungus. Think of them as the cordyceps fungus. This is a very well-known fungus to anyone that's huge nerd, these will uh, launch spores into the air that infect insects, most commonly ants. And it will hijack the central nervous system, direct the ant to go climb up a tree uh, very, very high up, and then it will kill the ant. It will eat its insides, quote eat, and then uh, it basically explodes out through its face and then all various different body parts really, wherever it can, and then it will launch these spores into the air and they will fall back down onto an ant colony and thus recreating the cycle. If you think of those as the flood, because I think that's a better comparison to, you know, describing what a fungus or a parasite does because of how the parasite infects humans. Now, there is a character in the series, which I won't reveal, but he's He is infected by the flood. And we get chapters upon chapters of how it feels to be infected. You don't lose consciousness. In fact, it's more like locked-in syndrome, which can be caused by any numerous different things, most commonly a bacteria that infects your brain. Basically, you become paralyzed. You cannot move, you cannot speak, you can't go to the bathroom, you can't do anything, but you are fully conscious of everything and can feel everything. You can feel pain, you can feel all of it. Everything that a doctor does to you in locked-in syndrome you feel. And that's the scariest part. And this is exactly what happens to one of our marines. And getting that different side was was really interesting and kind of haunting, but it, this is the kind of lore and the kind of depth that you don't get from the video games. There are 20 something books and I've only been talking about one, kind of two. The Halo books are phenomenal. Uh, I think they are a book series that goes overlooked because so many people believe that oh, it's just a video game turned book series, but really it's so much more than that. After the first few books came out, they went off in their own direction. Every one of these books is canon, which means they all exist in this universe with the video games, but they follow vastly different characters. Why do I think this is better than the Dresden Files? Because it, A, doesn't sexualize every single female we run into. In fact, we get the stories from Halsey herself. We get to find out what it's like to be a female Spartan. We get to learn what it's like to be a female marine captain or a civilian. You know, there there are these great, great one-off books that talk about different teams and what they're doing on the side and the things that they're having. A lot of these things are happening at the same time as many other things. And that's also really cool because it's not just one character's perspective. We get tons of perspectives. And it's not just one white guy that we hear of or from. Sergeant and staff sergeant, Avery Johnson is one of the coolest guys in this entire series. And he gets an entire book, an entire book. And it's wonderful. It is so great. And I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. And I ended up loving it. It was fantastic because it had no Spartans in it whatsoever. It was just him and it was interesting to hear his perspective of how things go and how he's going to train these farmers in order to defend themselves against the covenant one of the books that i fell in love with and i think hands down is my favorite is cold protocol and of course if you look down at your phone it's going to be a whole chapter on this this i will again i'm going to do my best to cut this episode down so it's digestible but i really think that this episode is is going to be one of my favorites Coal protocol introduces my favorite Spartans. This is Gray Team. Gray Team consists of Jai 006, Adriana 111, and Michael 120. All of these characters are so cool. What I love about this and it's it's not something that's really discussed, it just is. Spartans come from everywhere. It doesn't matter who you were as a kid. If you pass these tests and you have the physical and the cognitive abilities to become a Spartan, congrats, you're a Spartan now, you don't have a choice. Jai is black, he's like a black dude and like an utter bad As are all of Grey Team, we get their backstories in this book, which is very in line with The Fall of Reach. We get Grey Team's backstory, which is very different to John's. John in The Fall of Reach basically just goes along with everything. He doesn't try to run away. He's just like, all right, this is my life now. All right, cool. He just goes along with it. Grey Team, on the other hand, Adriana and Jai, they tried to break out and they did so multiple times of their camp when they were children. They basically heard about what was going on and were like, no, I don't want any part of this and they took off. That's interesting because you would think these kids would, you know, try to run away or try and get out or something like that. But Grey Team is the only ones that we hear about actually doing this. I won't ruin their stories because I think this one is definitely well worth a read. If you want to start with The Fall of Reach, that's cool, but you could also start with Cold Protocol and be fine. Um, That's my considered opinion. I think that this book, just based on the characters that lead, is it was one that I didn't think I was going to get. Whether it's my own biased perspective or whether it was because of the video game or how they speak, you don't ever really get the sense that there are any other races that become Spartans other than white people. And that's kind of a shame. But the entire Halo series goes into that. Grey Team isn't the first ones that we're introduced to that are non-white people. From the entire Marine Corps, to the brass, to the civilians, to the insurrectionists, all of them. This entire series is full of diverse characters that have very different backgrounds, that are doing a... Varying degrees of awesomeness, some not so awesome. Of course, you're going to have to have villains. And then we also get the perspectives of the Covenant. We get stories from their point of view as to how they're fighting the war. We get their conflicts as they deal with how to understand the prophets and what they preach, and some conflicts of faith. We get stories from engineers, which are like these innocent little aliens that don't have a side, they just like to tinker and fix them. And it's like this innocent little child kind of a thing, which I found in the Kilo 5 series, which is just so much better than I thought it was going to be. And it's so much better than it has any right to be. This series is really good. And we are introduced to Spartan 3s in this and a failed, quote, failed Spartan 2. And this again introduces more to the mix. Who are the Spartan 3s? How did they come about? How is this still legal? All of those questions are answered by and like a ton more that you had no idea you were even going to want to have answers to. But they are. And then the final series that I want to recommend is the Master Chief Collection. This one's pretty new as it only came out, I believe, last year or the year before. There are only two books out right now. The next one will drop in October. And I'm talking about the audiobooks here for this entire series. You can get them on Audible. You can get them on ebook. You can get them physically. All of them are fantastic. Of course, I like audiobooks because we've already been over this, right? I like to be able to do Stuff and listen at the same time. And if you get a great narrator or narrators, plural, we also get female narrators in this series. Not every uh chunk of books or not every book in a trilogy is written by the same author. Now, the Forerunner saga, the Kilo 5 series, and the Master Chief collection are all written by one author, but there are over 20 books in the series, and not all of them are written by the same author. And you might think that those lose value. I disagree. I think it adds more value. These stories all have the same feel they don't have it's not like uh reading Stephen King and then jumping over to George R, R. Martin it's very very in line with how sci-fi is written, as well as how the Halo series feels overall, and what the writers want to get across, and the authors want to get across. They don't stray from the overall feel of the Halo universe. And that's what makes this entire series wonderful. I think these are easy to listen to. I have been crushing these books. I recently just got the Master Chief collection, and now I'm kind of, like, shaking because I want the next book, which comes out in October, because I don't have it right now. And of course, normally. Normally, I would have Halo Infinite to look forward to. I would be able to get to play that, but that got delayed till 2021. So now I just have the regular books to read. But I think these books are so good and they are without a doubt something that I've been wanting to recommend for at least a month now because I've been reading these off and on for, for a little while. If I had to... Like, give it a selling point here at the end. I would say that if you enjoy sci-fi, if you enjoy the, like, humans fighting against aliens, but also getting the aliens perspective, if you like genetically modified super soldiers that also have feelings, that's pretty cool because in the video games, you don't really get the... Sense that there are any feelings to a Spartan, but we are introduced to many, many different Spartans. This doesn't even take into account all the stories and perspectives we get from the Marines and Dr. Halsey. She also gets her own perspectives on how she believes these things are going and why she needs to be doing what she's doing, despite how evil it is. Kidnapping is not good. Don't kidnap. PSA. But I think this is one of those sci-fi ser- This is a sci-fi series that not many know about. Or even if they do, they cast it aside as if it's not that great. I'll tell you right now, as somebody that's read a great deal of sci-fi, this is a book series you need to read. It is well worth your time. You can get these anywhere. You can probably get them for really cheap. And the stories they tell are much better than I think any of the stories told in the video games have been written. I think the Halo series is one that anyone can pick up and enjoy. I firmly believe that. I think, at the very least, the fall of Reach is easy to get into because many of us understand what happened in the first video game, or at least have a passing understanding of what happened, and this gives you... This gives you more depth to that and then it just builds and builds as as the world just continues to expand and more characters are introduced and more perspectives and races and backstories and accents. Good lord, the narrators do a great job at getting accents from various different cultures down. That's what impressed me the most. I think I can solidly recommend this as a 10 out of 10 Book series as a recommendation. I haven't touched on sci fi at all throughout all of these books that I've recommended here. And I think this is one that any sci fi lover will definitely love. You are, if you like the expanse, if you like that kind of a universe, you're going to love the Halo series. At the same time, if you love the video games, you're going to love this series. If you enjoy fantasy elements, you're going to love this series. If you want to listen to a book series that doesn't fantasize about women all the time and objectifying them and stuff like that, you're going to love this series. Like It has everything you could possibly want and more, and no one's talking about it, which is... The hardest part. At the end of all this, I come to a conclusion that my buddy Jordan, who was the one that introduced me to this entire series at the very beginning of all this, said, He said, The books are incredible. There are very few of us. And I was like, What? And he goes, You're going to read this book series. You're going to love it. And you will have no one to talk to about it. And I was like, Nah, no way, no way. Now he was right. I'm not even done with the book series. And like, nobody knows about this. Nobody's talking about this other than people on Reddit. The Halo subreddit is wonderful. There's also Halo memes. I will have those linked below. And those are wonderful places where people can talk about the books coming up. And there's also Halo story, which is something different. I don't really follow that one but it does exist. What's nice is that those communities are there for people like me and him, where we can't talk to people in our normal lives about this book series. We can't go on these tangents about trying to explain this in one podcast episode about why you need to read this book series. There's a wonderful video that I'm going to link below, which I watched just before this. And a lot of the very same emotions that I felt about this book series come up in that video. And it's done in a very humorous and joking manner. And if you've read any of these books, I would strongly urge you to watch them. But even if you haven't, in some aspects, he does a better job of persuading someone to read them than myself. I will probably revisit this topic once I finish all the books, and we will come back at the end of all that. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to reach out. You can find links to everything in the show notes, and then I will see you guys next week. Okay, bye.